0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to the podcast today. My guest is Job Neal. He is a social media marketing consultant. Job, how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Of course. So social media marketing consultant, we talked a little bit about this before, uh, recording, but you know, you kind of said it could be summed up in, you know, marketing has a different definition. Consulting has a different definition. You don't like to use coach because that kind of has a negative, um, you know, appeal to it in, in certain aspects. So what exactly is it that you do and how, how can you help people?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So there's definitely uh, slight differences between all those things. And I think that a uh, coach can sometimes come off as like, you're not going to actually dive in and direct people and show them what they can do and give them tactics. You're just trying yeah. to, um, you know, ask questions and, and in a lot of ways, that's a coach in some other forms. But for what we do, um, it is very tactical. We are trying to look at the strategy. So, you know, we work with coaches and, and other experts that are earlier on in their business. And it's like getting the messaging right. So what kind of problems are they actually trying to solve? How do they talk about that online? how do they get the targeting right for exactly who they're trying to reach? Because I see a lot of people try and skip that step and try <laughs> and create content, try and start to create what their offer is going to be and everything like that. And it's like, well, you need this first. So it yeah, will help people figure that out. And then we start to look at like the content marketing plan, the sales side. Then we can start to optimize the business and delivery side. Um, so we've got that and we help out people earlier on, and then we've also got program, which is for people that, uh, are a bit further along and it's now less around, well, how do I get my first few clients? And now it's like, how do I get content across multiple platforms? How do I leverage my time more by starting to build my in-house marketing team? Like, how do we get more? From the content now that we have some money behind it because there's a lot of ways to get distribution outside of just organic or ads so right yeah you know, that so that's like the advanced side and then the earlier on side but um yeah we try to get into the trenches with clients and really figure out what systems they need to be able to start moving the needle
0: so diving into that you're saying you know getting into the trenches with your clients and the, the topic that I'd like to cover in this, this episode of the podcast is more of the, the mental side or the, the inner game. So what are some things that when you do dive into, uh, dive in deep with a client, um, who's, you know, starting out or or new to this, getting their first couple of clients, what's something that you tend to see, um, or maybe you, you help them overcome as far as their mindset, as far as the mental portions of what they have to do to then be able to do the physical side, the, the business, um, like needle movers.
1: The, the first part's clarity. Um, I think a lot of people have a lack of confidence in what they should be doing. And then following on from that lack of confidence in themselves because enough time passes and they think that because things aren't moving, there must be something wrong with them and you know, they can kind of go two ways. They can either, when that happens, they can either quit or, and this is, you know, if they weren't to come to us and, and we figure that, they right. can either quit or they try to fix it by going down this, like, deep personal development route, which I love personal development. But there is, like, a, it's not always, internal, you know, like it's like, it's like you've, you've got to match both. It's not, I don't actually believe that it's your 90% mindset and 10% of the tactics it's like, it's that just changes at different times. Right. Yeah. Like if you're at that level where you're not really competent on the marketing side and there isn't that lack of clarity, then the mindset side is like becomes a lot less important than the tactics. So right. like, I think for us, it's like, if we can give clarity on like what the next steps are and like get them to actually just see what they're meant to do, because it's just a lot of people just don't know what to do. Like they kind of go like, Oh yeah, I know I'm meant to post and I know like I'll do some stuff in groups and, you know, I'll get on a sales call and they get on like, maybe two sales calls in a month, it doesn't work out. And they kind of like beat themselves up thinking that that was like, I'm doing everything I can. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to move the needle. That's just not the right actions to be taking. So like, um, clarity first is one of the most important things so that we can start to build confidence. And then once they start seeing some actions going forward, kind of reinforces that thing of like, okay, now I'm not in this space of like desperation. Cause I think for a lot of people starting out, there's also that you know, only getting a few sales calls, maybe only like, maybe less than a few and like you get one, come on and it's like, oh my God, we, I need to make this work. And there's like this unhealthy, like attachment to getting. The sale and it doesn't work right. out. And it's like super deflating for the person. So, like, you know, I think they're for people starting out, they're like some of the biggest things I see, and and I think clarity is is the biggest impact on changing that.
0: I think that a lot of people when they get into the entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship in general, they. Uh, can't speak for everyone obviously but a lot of people have noticed that they kind of skip that self-development step until they're you know let's say already into a business and things aren't working out and they're realizing oh right now I'm having a mental block or or the clarity isn't there you know I'm not clear on what my goal is then they go back and they have to go 20 30 40 50 steps back just to develop themselves you know go through that self-development phase to get back to where they were the issue is that takes time and in the meantime you're not making any money because you're not working on your business you're not doing the things that you have to be doing so it's you know if there's any advice that i would give to anyone starting out it would be try to master yourself first before you dive in um, to this especially if you're leaving a, a nine to five job or something that you know self-development you can invest in while you're still working another job and you can do all those things and get that clarity and understand exactly what you're going to do prior to jumping in and leaving your job, you know, leaving a paycheck and be like, okay, I'm going to go for this because um, I feel like a lot of people. That's why a lot of people fail uh, within the first years. They jump in kind of blind and then they realize, oh, I need all of this stuff, um, and I don't have it or I don't have the you know time or I don't have the money. So it's. It's a little a little tricky for, for people. Uh, kind of a, a wake-up call. Yeah.
1: 100%. I think, like, there are a lot of people that, I mean, there's a lot of people, I think, come out of, you know, whatever job they've had for like the last 20 years, and they decide they want to start a cafe. They want to become a coach. They, like, they see some role that looks like oh that'll be really enjoyable like i'll just i'll start a business around that and it's like they have only seen like the the tip of the iceberg they haven't actually seen everything under the water behind the scenes that makes that kind of operation run so it's like that on like just the tactical side is one thing but then on the particularly in the startup phase for business, when you're like, it's going to require some hustling and a lot of time to get it up at the start. Like, it's like that. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're starting a car, like you're know, the hardest part is just pushing it, right. like pushing down the broken car until it starts to get some momentum. And then like, cool. Now we're just, directing it you know right so like i think that like mastering self game like i kind of don't think it ever truly happens in a way because i just think there's different levels to it i think like you reach like like i could be super super confident and feel really really good about like you know, starting a business and then like I start getting into it and we need to hire staff. And then it's like all of that confidence I built up here is now down to here. Cause it's not something that I'm just not competent in yet. Right. And right. it's like, okay, I've got to try and like work on that and build it up, build it up. And then it's like, cool. Now we need way more staff or we want to go to a different location or we want to do renos on the building. Like cool, confidence level down again, and I'm still, I'm, I'm learning. So it's like, um, I'd be curious, like when you say mastering self game, um, I, I suppose for someone that might be listening and, and not understand that before they go into business, what, what would you say is mastering the self game to, to get into business or just in that startup phase?
0: So there's a couple aspects to this and one, and, you know, I'm not trying to put anyone down here, um, cause everyone's great at what they do. Um, but you know, when anyone decides to get into this space and especially when they like, Oh, most people get into business starting from, um, it, I won't even say self mastery, but just, uh you know, whatever it is, just something about their life isn't right. And they want to learn how that they, they can overcome it. And, you know, you have the, the experts in the industries who are talking about motivation and talking about how you can project confidence on yourself. And so the biggest thing that I want anyone listening to, to this to take away from is, um, confidence, as you said, so you put it very well. Confidence is not something that you can just kind of trick your mind into believing you have confidence comes from confidence. So, and you gain confidence by doing the thing over and over and over again. So like you were saying, you have confidence in starting a business because you've done it, you've done it so many times, you build up that confidence, which transfers over to confidence. And I feel like a lot of people are misled. You know, so many people are, are taught that if I just repeat this, you know, whatever this mantra over and over again in my head. Um, or if I, you know, before going to bed, I, I say these uh, affirmations, they work in a way to an extent, but you you can't fake confidence. Confidence is built through competence. So when it comes to the self-mastery uh, before getting into business, it's really like you were saying, it comes back to clarity. What do you really want? Because, and this is, funny I mean it's not funny it's kind of sad but a lot of people aren't real with themselves and they get in the business and I've talked to so many people who they're in business and they have this business and it's growing but they're miserable and when you ask them why they said you know honestly I never wanted my own business I just wanted to have time freedom I wanted to make a little bit more money than a, a nine to five would offer me they would have been better off getting clear on that from the beginning and going to work as a closer or an appointment setter for someone else who's running a business. And then you have other people who are in those positions as closers or appointment setters who deep down, you know, in in their heart, they actually want to be business owners. So the number one thing is getting clear on what you really want in your life, in all aspects of it, in your, you know, personal life, um, relationships wise, even a relationship with yourself, getting to know who you are, your core values, um, define all of that first, then define what you want in life. And then, I mean, it, pretty much everything you do in life is a, a numbers game. So it's like, okay, if you do you value a, a big house, okay, well, how much is it going to take to acquire that house? How much is it going to take if you are in the cars or if you're into whatever it might be? Then just reverse engineer and figure out a job or if it is in your, uh, horizon to start a business, then go for it. But just realize that never, um, stray from your, your North star, whatever it is that you want to ultimately accomplish in life.
1: I, I think that's a really good point there around like, like we were saying a bit earlier around, you, you just can't hack confidence and like you can't hack personal development in a way that like you're just going to, you know, click your fingers and suddenly become something else. You know, like you're not going to be able to go to a Tony Robbins seminar and come out a completely different person. Like you, you'll feel very motivated and you've got the fuel and ideally you come out with some clarity. Um, That doesn't change. Who you were you know, three days ago, like that it takes some work to build that person up. And I, I think what I love about like the inner game and then like the parallels with business, like it is such a good like accelerator for like you have to kind of keep catching up in a way because like the business forces you to have to become a better version of yourself if you want to go further in the business. The business can't, will never exceed the person running it until like the person running it is out of it, you know? Um, Right. So it's like, in that way, it's like I see a lot of people trying to like hack marketing to fix a a bad offer. Like, how can I get like passive income? How can I do like, what's like the one thing that I could do? And I would just get like, you know, a flood of clients coming in, you know, and it's like, and, and the product itself is just like something they've slapped together and it's like, it's average at best, you know? And it's like, that's one thing I see a lot of people doing on, on the business side that I think is a, is a huge mistake trying to speed things up when you've got like a bad offer. It's the same thing on the inner game. I reckon like you try to hack all these things. You try to pretend to be something different and it'll it'll come out like you have to actually become that person you can't just say like i'm you know like i'm a leader you know i've hired this amount of staff you know see a lot of people attach themselves to a lot of different identities to try and like make up for the fact that there's a fair bit of work that they need to do on themselves figure it out first
0: there's um something that, that's that everyone struggles with which is uh imposter syndrome and what people don't talk about is that the more that you pretend that you're someone that you're not the more that you you know the fake it till you make it the act like I'm this rich successful person that I have all these clients that I do all these this these things these the mental game the these tactics the more that you push that, the more that you try to pretend that you're this person, the worse that, like you said, it's going to come out, the worse that that imposter syndrome is going to sneak up on you. And at that moment when you're at the tipping point, you know, because it's all about business, is all about momentum, like you were saying, pushing that car to start and then just keeping it rolling. But you'll be right at that brink of where everything's about to take off and all you have to do is that one last thing, and that's when it's going to all hit you. That imposter syndrome is going to creep up so hard and you're going to be like oh wait a minute i can't move forward so it is yeah you definitely don't want to hack that you actually want to go through it and there's a lot of um emotional pain through it a lot because you you have to get very clear with yourself you have to focus on who you really are and there's some awkward moments uh especially if there's some moments in your past that you aren't proud of that you have to acknowledge to be able to overcome that. And ultimately what I believe when it comes to any aspect of life, but especially in business is finding all of your flaws and finding the way to turn those flaws into ways that you can better yourself and also use them to show people as even marketing saying that, you know, this is who I was, or this is where I came from and this is where I'm at now. Let me show you this journey. You know, I'm qualified or you, qualify yourself by showing that you have done it, that you've gone through the journey. So hacking it and, and, you know, just faking it until you make it, it doesn't actually work.
1: No, no, absolutely not. It hundred percent catches up with you. I remember when, you know, I was first, like first, first going into business, like me and a friend of mine started like these e-commerce stores together. And we were really just bootstrapping from watching YouTube. Like we, that was our main source of education. So like we got extremely confident for like not a good lot of reason. Like we just thought, yeah, we can run Facebook ads and we started running them for like this beard oil product and got super confident around it. Cause we were seeing a lot of money coming in, but then. Bless you. Sorry. Um, but it wasn't until, like the end of the month when we'd actually look at the bank account and go, oh, we <laughs> broke even like, you know, it was like the first, the first lesson we, we had to learn was like, profit was better than revenue. And like, just seeing the money coming in, we got like, yeah, just this false level of confidence of like how well we were doing and I remember that that was one of many occasions in that first year of business where myself and I could say for my friend as well, we were we would go through these like peaks and troughs of like, yeah, we're good, we've figured it out to another issue, to another issue, to another issue, and like oh, I figured it out to another issue, and like that's just business in a way, but we were we really thought we were further ahead than we were. And there was a level of self-awareness that I only got after about a year that like, oh, there's a bit more to this. Like this isn't something I'm just going to figure out in right. six weeks. And then I'm just going to suddenly start making, you know, a million dollars a year, eight figures a year, like if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. Like, so you have anything that's worthwhile and, and a a majority of people don't have that there has to be some level of development behind that to get there. And so, and some self-awareness to be, (laughs) to be able to go, hang on, maybe, maybe we need to try and learn a little bit more rather than like, just go, Now nah, we've got this, like, um, I I've done enough. Yeah. And we've had, Yeah, you know, I've had plenty of clients that have come through that have done organic marketing with other people and they've done it for the last two or three years and they've said like, oh, I, I know everything. Like, you know, I've, I've done this stuff before. It's not necessarily that I'm teaching extremely different tactics, but like we approach it differently rather than maybe just regurgitating concepts. Right. Then letting, letting them go to their own devices. So like, yeah, I think one of the things around that whole internal game, I think a lot of people don't really look at is like self-awareness to be able to like, accept that, like, you don't know anything like. I Like I've probably said to myself now, like I I look at, I'm probably less, not less confident, but I'm aware of how much more I need to know. Like the gap of like how much I still, I know I still need to figure out and and learn is probably bigger than a year ago, even though I've learned so much over the last year. You know, and I I think that's another thing that like, we, we develop as well. Like, yeah, you'd probably be the same if have you've have you experienced that as well.
0: Yeah. So this is actually something that we talked about on the last episode. Um, we dove into how, you know, there's really only so much that you need to learn as far as the umbrella of it. So there's, you know, there's different aspects of marketing, but it's, when you think that you've come so far, like you said, in your first year, I learned all oh, this stuff I've come so far. And it's at that moment when you realize, oh, wait a minute, that was just the first layer. Now if you scrape that layer back and you realize it's like an onion, you're just peeling. And that was the outer, the outer one, you peel that off and you keep going deeper. So every time that you think that you've accomplished so much, you gain that self awareness to realize, oh, I have to go back at the start. And and go through another level, if you will, like for a video game analogy, like that was level one. Now I got to do this a thousand times or 2000 or infinity times, you know, the life of my business or my life to learn these things, these skills, because it's just about going deeper. You might have surface knowledge, but then you realize, oh, wait a minute. There's so much more to it. So I got to restart and I got to go even deeper. And then you accomplish that and then you go deeper and you just keep going and going and it it's never ending like you were saying it's you know i don't think anyone can ever truly master every aspect of something i think that people can master themselves they can master certain skills but i don't think that they get, can ever master an entirety of a certain um you know aspect even in in business when it comes to marketing you're going to be great at what you do but you're never going to be great at at all of it so and just something else I wanted to point out going back before we get too far away from it is you know you were saying about how people they don't really know what they're getting into in in the beginning and I just want to see if you agree with this but since you're you're in marketing but uh last week i was wasn't feeling well so i was like you know what i needed a good book to just sit and read and um actually got referred this book by someone um it's kind of the underground or the the forbidden marketing book uh called the 12-month millionaire which you can't find anywhere uh luckily i got it sent the pdf uh version of it but Uh, For those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically just this gold mine for marketing written by this guy who um, made some bad choices. He went to jail for a while for things that he did. He pled to uh, money laundering and uh, fraud and a couple other things. But uh, when he first got started, 19 years old, from 19 to 20, he made a million dollars in 12 months and in his 23rd month he made over a hundred million dollars and something that he said was you know just from the very beginning the very first um chapter was you know most people think okay i gotta do this that and the other thing i gotta send you know my 10 or 20 uh dms for the day i gotta reach out to this i gotta post uh in this group however many times and He was saying you know he's like i don't start he was talking about direct messaging uh he was send out um before even putting ads and stuff, he would just send out marketing letters, sales letters to people to mailing lists. He said the smallest, um, size that I would send out or was a a thousand letters. He goes out of those thousand letters, only 2% would actually convert and buy. He's like, so think about that when you're going through and doing 20, only 2% of 20 might have any interest in what you're actually selling. So, get those numbers way up. Like 20 is nothing. You gotta do like 2000, 20,000, you know? So I just wanted to see if it's related to what you teach as well. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people sell themselves short on what they think they have to do. And really the numbers way beyond that.
1: I do agree with that. Um, I, I think there's, um, it's cool. Cause I think there's like people that think it's one or the other. Like I hear quality over quantity and, and quantity over quality all the time. You know, like people that hate the fact that there's some people sending out, um, they hear someone sending out a hundred messages a day and they think like, Oh, what they're cold pitching people. And it's like, well, there's one side of it. That's like the group of people that are just sending out a hundred messages with you know, Hey, I'll book you, 15 to 30 appointments per week Da da um, there's the other group of people that have like genuinely built up a pipeline and they're following up with people very genuinely, but that's, but they're hitting that number. And I think people think that to hit that number with quality, they can only be doing like, yeah, I know when people first start and it's always, we always try to work up on incremental steps, but you know, a lot of people do, they want results quickly, but they do start off saying, you know, Oh, I'll just do like 10 messages a day. Like, I don't want to do too many. That would be like, you know, overextend myself. And like, I, I always like <laughs> breaks, I always break stuff down into like time. And I'm like, know, yeah, how quickly do you think you could send like 10 messages? And they're like, oh, I'd, I'd to know and then like they kind of <laughs> want to admit it and they go like i don't know like 15 minutes and it's like yeah you know, even 15 minutes is like kind of generous but like realistically you know a lot of messages just getting a conversation started too it's like you could relatively copy and paste one message that's like a few different types of messages that you have to a bunch of people and, and knock that off in, in 15 minutes. You message 30 to 50 people, you're in one day, just that just set aside half an hour to an hour and, and knock it off. Like, or just when you're actually on social media, instead of scrolling, like, okay, who can I actually just like engage with? You know, and and not everyone has to become a client right away. Like, you know, So it's like that whole thing of it, it 100% is numbers. And I think the perspective around the fact that that must mean that quality goes down to reach that should change because that's just not true at all. You'll get better at doing that and keeping the quality over time. But even in the first place, it's kind of like, if you're putting some effort in you, you can hit those numbers and and i think that people think that that's i don't know whether there's some fear around that as well like that that's like more putting yourself out there rather than like i don't know putting a question in a facebook group <laughs> i don't know you you you're know, like when you hear numbers do, do, right. what do you think like when you when you see people in that so stage?
0: I think it's definitely fear-based because ultimately there, I mean, how many people do you see quotes from that say, you know, the only reason that someone doesn't succeed, especially if they made it over a year in business and they're still not anywhere. The only reason, the only thing stopping you from succeeding, actually succeeding is yourself. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't realize what that means. And it's that moment when you're afraid to send out too many messages because you're afraid that it, you might be overextending yourself that's actually just your mind, your, your negative self-talk keeping you from succeeding because, you know, as human beings, we're comfortable in our, our comfort zones, you know, staying in our own ways, even if it's a hard, a hardship, um, you know, it's hard waking up every day, going to a nine to five, working all those hours, coming home, you know, eating dinner, going to bed and doing it all over again. It's really hard, but we're used to it. So for someone to. You know have to send out all those messages well if they were to actually do that and they did it every day and they're building that momentum up and they start seeing feedback and then their business starts progressing well now they have to have a whole change you know in their their personal lives because okay now they have money coming in now they can afford to live a little bit better there, there's it's a whole lifestyle change and so ultimately it comes back to the the mental side where subconsciously you're not allowing yourself to succeed and it's it's fear based. Um, and it's very unfortunate and I was stuck in this for, for a long time. Um, but just to kind of, you know, you're talking about numbers and how quickly you can send messages out. I wanted to time myself and see how many messages I could send out. And I'm not saying this to be, you know, I'm not the person that just sends messages and hopefully, you know, someone get, um, They're very thought out. I I had a list of people that I built up that said, okay, I need to talk to this person to talk to that person, but I was just like, you're saying a very generic message and I did not copy and paste. I actually typed them all out, um, and personalized them all, but I sent 50 messages, 50 different people in under than under 10 minutes. So it's not hard to do. So if you set out 30 minutes aside, you know, a day to just send messages and be yourself and if you you don't mind here, I'm gonna kind of um, put in my own you know marketing for my own uh business here, but there is an a uh, another aspect to it um whereas I because of the fear because of so many people um, the having that lack of sending messages out because of whatever the reasons are I've actually designed my own program and business around this, saying you know well, what's stopping you from literally okay? If you don't want to go back and forth and send all these messages messages every day, what's stopping you from asking them, hey, let's jump on a call and talk? And what's even better than saying, Hey, you know what? Let's jump on a podcast and get to know each other, build up that friendship. And I'm not asking you to be my client right away, but I just want to get to know you and for you to get to know me, we part ways. Now we have an understanding of who we are. We're in each other's network and in two weeks, three weeks, or in a year from now, or two years from now, maybe we'll work together, maybe not, but at least we know each other and we can refer each other, um, to, to, other people looking for what we have. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a different perspective on outreach. Um, as the, the industry goes, you know, with, you know, sending messages, direct messages, um, but ultimately if you want, if you're having an issue or you have a fear of sending those messages out. Well, what's, you know, how hard is it then to have someone on a call and actually just talk and be real with them, be a human being with them. And if you can't do that, then I'm sorry to say, but maybe, you know, business just isn't for you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I
1: think that's a funny thing there. I saw a post yesterday that was like kind of, and and to a degree, I, I I agree with pretty much all of it. Um, this whole idea of people that want to completely outsource all of the parts of business where they would be talking with their potential clients, like other than the delivery, which is typically the part that they enjoy, and they're looking for an appointment setter, they're looking for a VA, they're looking for a setter. <laughs> Sorry. They're looking for a sales team. So it's like all of the parts of business that are like the most important for you to be involved in up until arguably seven figures, you're trying to, to get rid of. Like talking to your potential clients is so important. And it like, you know, exactly the method you're talking about there that the you use and you help clients with it doesn't have to mean that that person is going to become a client and you're trying to sell to everybody. Like I think when people, when you open up the doors a bit and you go, okay, I'm going, I just know that this is the right kind of person that could be a referral partner. We could collaborate. They may be a client. Shit. Maybe I'll be a client of theirs. You know, you You just, if you kind of like have that open a lot more starts happening and moving forward. And I think that's true for messaging as it is true for, um, this method where like when you're getting on calls as it is for in-person networking as well. Like I've seen the people that go in with like one singular intention and aren't open to anything else tend to be the people that they burn a lot of the connections that they have. And it's like, yeah, there's, I I always think people power is so, so much more powerful than people understand that if you just have more people around you that know you and that can speak highly of you, whether or not they're a client, whether or not they're someone that you collaborate with, you know, however the connection is a lot of things can start moving if you're consistent with your stuff and over time, but it's like, you just never know who comes back around after six months, who has someone that could be a client of yours. Like, yeah, I think that's a a super underrated thing. Um, and, and the power to be able to get on a call, like you're helping people do there, which people are resistant to now. Like people are like, resistant to jumping on calls with just anybody willy-nilly so like um if you're in an industry where that's hard um getting people on podcasts like you're doing it's a great way to build connections
0: uh it's a it's a little bit easier because people are definitely more open to getting onto a podcast because i mean number one it's a podcast it's self-promotion you know if they're being selfish you know at the very least but Then again, it's, you know, how many podcasts do you listen to that? It's just people having a good time like this. We're just chatting, talking about things, you know, that we come across and, you know, there's plenty of, I mean, so far in this conversation that we didn't really have a plan of what we were going to talk about, but just one thing comes up after the other. And I often think about like, you know, everyone's moved to online business, you know, that's the new thing, work from home, work from your computer but what if we were actual salesmen out in the world or saleswomen you have to go connect with people you got to go buy a cup of coffee sit at a table and communicate with them and if you go in just thinking i'm not going to get pitched and i'm just going to send my say my pitch and that's it and we're going to see what happens then you're not going to get much out of it but if you go in and say okay that's another person i'm a person we're just going to have this connection here and see what happens you know that's where the magic happens you know even if neither of you become clients of each other, like just building that relationship and something that, uh, Alex Ramosi talks a a lot about is word of mouth said, you know, business grows so much from word of mouth and everyone, word of mouth is always there. It's either positive or it's negative, or you're just not out there enough. So you have no word of mouth and therefore that's probably why you're not growing because no one's talking about you. And now, of course, there's a saying that all publicity is good publicity, even if it's negative. That's why you have certain people out there who just say obnoxious things, and you have people talking on both sides and start a war, and you have people that agree with them, defending them. Um, but ultimately, bad word of mouth, what that is, um, is you know, when someone does come to work with you and you poorly deliver or you don't deliver at all on your promises. Well, now you have people saying, you know what, uh, Hey, how, how's so-and-so, you know, how's this program? Oh, don't sign up with him because he, you know, it, it was, I paid all this money and it didn't deliver. I didn't get the results that I was looking for. That's the negative word of mouth that you want to try to avoid. And how you avoid that is by building connections and just offering value through just conversation, especially, you know, how I'm teaching it through podcasting, but, podcasting another great way of just getting your voice out there and getting people talking about whatever topics that interest you or whatever that you're involved in, but getting people to listen and really talk amongst themselves. So it's word of mouth is how everything grows, you know, whether it's business or just, you know, connections in in general and in the, in the world. So.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I've, there's coaching program that I'm in and I've people that I know that have joined have like either randomly asked me, you know, hey, do you know, you know, so and so? Um and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually in their program. Like, oh cool, because I'm looking at joining, like, you know, what do you think? And I'm any program that I'm in at the moment, like I'm a I'm a big promoter of. Um And I've had other people that they they already knew I was in there, and they they asked me kind of thing. And it's like, you know, a hundred percent that that was a difference in terms of closing them. Like, the co- the coaches were really good at that. They've got really good offers, um, and they you know had ways of reversing risk and this other stuff. But all these other people needed was just that, like push of just like a little bit of trust of like, Hey, you know, what do you think of this person? You worked with them. Yeah. You know, as soon as I said, yeah, like I'm actually, I have been in there for the last year. Like I, I, I stick around because it's good. That was all I needed to really say to the people. Right. Like I didn't really need to convince them. Otherwise it was just, yeah, that's enough. Like I just need a little bit of trust. I think, I know a lot of other ones that um, have been programs that scaled up too quickly. Um, they started a mastermind on the back end to try and like upsell people even more for like the 5% of people that like did get really quick results, but the other 95% are not going anywhere. Right. Um, and they're still making lots of money because they churn through lots of people but you know now there's a reputation like everyone right. good around um talks about those particular programs which i won't name here but like yeah that reputation sticks around whether it's whether it's bad or good 100 percent.
0: there's actually i'm not sure if you saw this um but at least in, in my network um there were several people that went around and took screenshots of some uh say very uh forthright messaging um and pitching um and kind of called these people out and said hey you know just giving you a warning but this guy like this is how he actually treats people and or this girl or whoever it is and um there was whole threads about it and uh actually one one guy that i knew he made it his whole mission he turned his business into rating uh coaches and consultants by not so much the good ones but the bad ones and say hey you know what this person is you know they're just a jerk they they just come out and you know as soon as you disagree with what they're either pitching or telling them hey it's not for me right now they start attacking you so yeah that's
1: crazy isn't it i like i i haven't seen i haven't seen that one i'll be keen to hear about that afterwards actually um i had um, a business partner of mine, um, he's more on like the branding systems and web design side, um, for our clients. And he was getting pitched by this one service that promises like you know, AI outreach. And we make like $1.4 million. And it's basically, they just set up a lot of fake accounts and get right. a lot of VAs into them and it was expensive. It was an expensive service. My mate Sam and I was warning him against it, but he kind of wanted to go through their process to actually see the whole thing. Whereas I just go, yeah, I'm not a believer. I'm, I'm not going through any of it. Right. And like he, he got on like one seven minute call with them. And afterwards look like asked a question around like, Hey, Yo, know, these are some concerns I have, like, I feel like Facebook won't allow us to do that stuff very soon. So like, do you have a strategy against that? And he lit all he said was, you know, Hey, I like, I just think that's a, an excuse to, to check out like, no worries, bud. And then just left the group. And then he was like, like this little group chat between. You know, the person that set the conversation and him and them and he was like, Oh, like probably need to get your ego in check and something like that. The and then the VA, which was obviously like uh him or his fiance or something like that, just started attacking him as well. <laughs> yeah. And it was just <laughs> like this I, I I don't know. I, I just I that, that stuff just screams to me like that there's there's something that, that doesn't quite add up. Like you can't be doing that well in business if you're attacking people like that. Or there's something that's going to come crashing down very soon if you are.
0: The The only, if they are actually doing what they say that they're doing and still attacking people like that, that is where, you know, okay, so they've just powered through and they, you know, learned all the tactics and impl- apply, uh, you yeah, know, applied the tactics, but they didn't focus on self development whatsoever. So, you know, because they pushed through and they learned all these tactics and now they're making all this money. Well, now their ego is huge. So anyone that turns them down, they have, they feel that they have to attack because, you know, who are you to turn me down? It's just... Mm it's a shame
1: <laughs> yeah it's um and i think that coming back to that whole like internal game and, and and ego being one thing i mean i see business coaches that are it's never the it's never the ones that are doing really well it's always business coaches are doing like okay that get to a level where they go oh i I don't need to invest in a business coach. Like I'm a business coach. Like (laughs) there's like that level of like uh, arrogance that comes there. And then there's like mindset coaches that I don't necessarily, some of it can be a little bit of arrogance that they might think that like they're all, they're fine on the person's development side. I think there's also a little bit of fear that if they do get, if they do invest in a coach that it makes them not seem like an authority. I think that one, that one I can understand a little bit more. Um, but I think ego, yeah, I'm sure this plays out in a lot of other different like coaching niches, but I think ego is a really big thing in like holding people back from continuing to develop. Like it just, it gets, you get this level that like oh, I'm here, like, and everyone else is here. Um. And your growth just can't, is is so stunted at that point. And it's like, if we all did that, like a a lot of our information that we have will be outdated in 10 years. So it's like that level of thinking is just the the worst way to be because like what is advanced now will be basic in 10 years or irrelevant. So like you just, you have to continue growing you can't let ego get in the way.
0: And that's, you know, people that approach me and they're, they're trying to pitch me. And, you know, I'm just upfront with people like, Hey, I have a business coach. I have a mindset coach and I have a fitness coach. Like that's pretty much the three aspects that that are most important to me right now. And, uh, I've had people who do it properly and they go, okay, um, you if you don't mind me asking like are you satisfied with your coaches are you getting results and i think that's a really smart question to ask because if you do come across someone and they say i already have a coach a lot of people are like oh okay and they give up but that is actually a really good um follow-up question like well are you actually seeing the results are you satisfied if you are cool if not though maybe we should have this conversation so I've had several people that asked me that and I like, no, I'm actually in a great place right now. I like my coaches. They're, they're doing well for me. Um, and we end there, but you have other people that you bring that up and they're just, they want to rip into you. Like, well, I, I bet they're not as good as me. I bet they're not. And again, you know, the whole ego side of it, but it's just, mm. I feel like that's why. And the, there plenty of my earlier episodes. I talked about how, um, The reason I got into coaching and consulting was because I saw that there was this very young generation, you know, 18, 19 year olds becoming coaches, becoming certified over, you know, a weekend and they're allegedly making millions of dollars. And some of them I believe actually are but they're 18, 19 years old. Of course, if you're making a million dollars at that age, you're going to have a huge ego. You're going to be, I'm the man, I'm the, you know. Um, and so I kind of built my business around kind of shutting those people down, di- not shutting them down, but kind of saying like, hey, you know, check yourself, kind of realize where we're all at and, and you have to get on an even playing field. You can't be, you know, coming into this business that you don't really fully understand. You're just kind of new to it and you've found things that work. And now you're actually ruining the quality of the coaching industry. Uh, you're bringing it down because now nobody wants to trust any coaches because there's enough coaches in the industry that, uh, aren't necessarily completely legit. Yeah.
1: There, there's a lot of people that are <laughs> just settling for, settling for average, settling for like what's enough and you know i think the whole man if i made a million dollars when i was like 18 like like that first year that i was talking about in business yeah i was 18 and i i know for a fact if we had have just made a lot of money it wouldn't have served me as much as i got served from all the mistakes and stuff that were made because It's like a lot of these like 18 year olds and stuff. And if you do have like really quick success, there's also, (coughs) (coughs) sorry about that. There's also like the potential for like a really quick downfall. Like, and, and you also, we, we have to take into account the type of clients we're bringing on as, as coaches too. typically coaches where, uh, you know, for me, I work a lot. I work with a lot of people that are older than me and they've also got families. Um, that's, that's a different lifestyle to me. So like, I, I'm very aware of like how much I take into account their lifestyle. And not just talk about hustling or anything. Not that that I think hustling is necessarily the way to go. You can definitely get your results if you've got nothing else on, you're 18 years old and you just want to sit in a room and grind for weeks on end kind of thing. Like if you can do 40 hours of outreach, then, you know, awesome. Of course, you're going to get results. But there's like some people... They've got a kid, they, they've got like 10, 15 hours a week. Like, it, they can't just do, they can't yet do as much volume as, as that kid can do. So like the clients they bring on, cause they're promising, you know, I think this is an, another thing around that. And, and it still comes down to like that internal game of like having some self awareness that like noticing context because like there's a lot of business coaches that can go like, Hey, this is what's working for me. Just do what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, you can kind of, if you're in the coaching, if you see like certain posts that look the same or across different people and it's like, I know that they're going through that person's challenge or that person's workshop. They've just come out of that because it's regurgitating their stuff. Um, But it's taking that and going, okay, what works for the mindset coach? What works for the nutrition coach? And that's just coaching industry. But like, you know, you have to have, if you're coming in as a coach, you can't just be regurgitating necessarily what works for you or what you've learned from someone else's course. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people that have a fair few more reps. To do that's why i liked what you were saying earlier around they should they should probably go and be an appointment setter or a closer or even a head coach in someone else's business and, and do the reps there and learn right. from someone whilst they're doing it I'm, I'm a big believer in that i actually wish I, I actually wish i started out like that
0: so do i <laughs> that's <laughs> uh yeah looking back now and and just to, to go back to where you started um so I was 23 when I got into business and a few years older than where you are, but same thing. If I would have had the, I, some things pushed me into starting a business, but ultimately I got into it for the, the money. And I was like, oh, if I can do this, this, and this, like this person's saying, um, then I can make this much money and then I can have these things. And if I was to actually make that money, then yeah, I would not be the person I am today. I would not be where I'm at today. Um, and so I'm kind of thankful that that did not happen. Um, you know, how many times do you watch uh, movies or, or read books on the true stories of like, um, well, for example, Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street, is like, you know, I was 21 years old making a million dollars a month. Like, what else did and I did all this stuff and I ended up going to jail for it. What do you expect? What else do you would you expect from a 21 year old making a million dollars a month? Like, it's it's just bound to happen. So, there's definitely um, a part there where you do need to get into this, into business, into self development, and realize that you, there's so much that you don't know. There's so much that you don't even know about yourself or haven't realized about yourself. So, being able to build up that character, um, get your ego in check, and kind of uh, grow into the person that you ultimately want to become a, a nice person hopefully, hopefully you don't want to be a, a jerk. Um, but yeah, so it's just, and, and like you were saying, you know, you have those, um, those kids that they just grind and, and that's their whole mentality of their, they get into coaching and they're going to coach other teenagers and then they try and, um, coach older people, but all, this is all we do. We grind, you don't do anything else. You just work, work, work. And it's like, well, I have a, family, I have to take care of my kids. I I literally cannot do that. Um so being aware of that is I mean, you know, even in, in my own experience, like you're saying, you can't just also take someone's course and then regurgitate everything that you learned, which I tried uh before when I was starting out and it didn't work. Um but the reason I like my coaches now is because you know they they say here this is what works for me this is why it's working, we're going to do the exact same thing, but we're going to tweak it so that way it's completely all new. It doesn't look like it's just regurgitated and it's going to fit your audience. It's going to fit your business. Um, so that on the flip side of that for coaches, when you're coaching other people, make sure that you're tailoring your program to your clients and and their business. If you're B2B or, um, you know, whoever's, whoever's really buying into your program make sure you're not just giving them a a turnkey solution you you want to um ultimately you want to sit down with everyone and and personalize your program for each and every person and yes it's going to take longer but then again coming back to that word of mouth you know if you want people to talk about you and this is something i heard uh, i can't remember who said it but basically you want to and these are some crazy numbers but Basically, it's like, you know, say you're charging $10,000 for your program, because most most coaches or consultants, they charge $10,000 for the program, they give $10,000 worth of value. And it's great, and people got out of it what they thought they were going to get out of it. They pay $10,000, they got $10,000 worth, Um, and now they have this skill and they can build on it. But when you charge someone $10,000 for their program, and then you deliver $100,000 worth of value, well, now... That person's going to go, you know what? This was the best thing ever. I paid $10,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but they delivered $100,000. He goes and tells all of his friends. And now you have you know someone running around out there kind of just singing your praises. You never even had to, you don't have to pay him a referral fee or anything. You just did what your job. So it's very important that you make sure that you over deliver and you're not just focusing on something that you can repeat over and over again. You want to really personalize. In my opinion, now other people think differently. Other people are just in it, you know, like the, um, what is it, uh, burn and churn or, or whatever. So you got people yeah, yeah. leaving your program and coming in. But, I mean, it, what is, what's your, your uh, thinking I, behind that?
1: I, I agree. Um, I've seen a lot of people that try to create a course that they, um, and a program that they want to basically be able to set and forget. Like I create this once I won't have to update this. Um, and people just rock up for Q and a, and it's, and it's super easy for me to deliver on later on, I'll bring in a coach and, and I'll be done. Um, they're looking for the easiest way to like just passive income. Um, and I think that that's a huge trap in itself. Um, so on the outset, it sounds great, but every time, every single time I've seen someone do it, and it's with the intention of having a course or a program that is around for 20 years, they've been around for one to two years, and clients aren't quite getting results. And because they're not retaining clients, and they feel like they are further along now than they were when they started because they've got the money they go and chase a different opportunity, um, because without retention, burn and churn and, and bringing more people on the top, top of funnel is, is fairly linear. Like it doesn't compound year on year and year. Um, even though it can be, you know, slower, steadier growth than just filling the top of the funnel with heaps and heaps of people, but that has, you need really good systems to actually be able to handle that many people. Um, whereas, so it, it ends up becoming more work to try and chase the passive income, the thing that you can set and forget instead of actually creating something that appeals to is specific to the group that you're bringing in already. But then yes, customizing it, tweaking it, making sure that they are comfortable with, the information is being delivered, like, and I, I think one thing that does go wrong as well with some of these courses, some of the people that try to create something that's set and forget and easy to deliver on the people that get the results in their program are already really far along and know the right questions to ask, right? They are very aware of like, this person has had success. They're further along than me. So there are definitely some things I think I can learn from them they're probably just looking for five tweaks over that entire coaching time with them that will make the biggest difference. Whereas there are people that are earlier on in their journey that do not know the right questions to ask and need a lot more help actually just setting up the right, you know, the right foundations, whatever, whatever they're being coached on, um, whether it's business or whether it's something else before they are going to be capable of kind of being relatively self paced. Um, so I, I think there's like one side that's has been trying to create like a passive income stream where it's just right from the outset. I think the only real passive income stream that is is real is when you've built up something big enough that you can actually fully step away from it. And that's just with staff, um, and, and bringing in like an operations manager to handle the rest of it, whatever the business is. Um, and then the other side of this is the sales side and just actually being aware of like, who is the right fit and not trying to necessarily sell the program to everyone, like knowing who the ideal client isn't. I think not enough of those bigger programs that are looking to scale very quickly are willing to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully willing to, you know, if someone comes into my space and where they're at, if I go, they're not ready or they're, they're not a client I think I can work with, I'm, I'm so happy to just say, Hey, I, yeah, I think you'd be better served doing this and this and not pitch them you know, or, you know, if we, if I lead them to someone else, I think it's a better fit. That's fine. But, um, you know, h- how do you do with that? Like, do you find that, you know, when uh, I know that you do customize things as clients are coming in and everything like that, but what's your experience with sales calls and people that aren't a fit?
0: So I had this odd thing happen. I mean, it's not, not that odd, but it was odd for me. Um, So, you know, I've been doing this podcast, I think I started it, uh, last October. Um, and it was just something that I was doing for fun. And then people were telling me, oh, you gotta do it for your business. You gotta use it to, to drum up business. And, um, so I started looking into that, did a deep dive and that's when I came across, you know, I don't like really sending out these uh, direct messages and have to try and get to learn er, about someone and and really um, doing the whole meeting process online when i can just have them on my podcast and talk to them so i created this this system which i'm teaching people now and i I thought i was a genius for coming up with you know hey if you don't feel like you have that fear you don't want to talk to people through your messenger or whatever platform you're using start a podcast I'll teach you exactly how to use this podcast to build up that relationship, um, with that person network with that person. And then ultimately, uh, the ideal, uh, result would be that they turn into a client. Um, you know, whether it's immediately or whether it's down the road, whether, whatever it is, but what I was finding was that a lot of people who were interested in it were like, this is great, but I don't have a podcast. Can you help me set up a podcast? And I was like, well, there's so many people already, already doing that. Like they'll, they'll teach you how to set up a podcast. Um, this is kind of for people who already have a podcast. And I had a lot of people like, yeah, but you're charging this amount. And if I wanted to go help, you know, get help setting up podcast, they're charging $10,000 to to start up a podcast, which personally, I mean, if they can get it great, but personally, I, I, feel it's crazy, especially given that podcast, podcasting doesn't really show any returns, uh, immediate returns. It's a long-term game. You're not going to see any returns for at least several years into it. Um, so for people to charge that much money to help you set up a podcast, um, it, it kind of burned me up a little bit. So there was a part of me that was like, and, and again, in the, the back of my mind, I have my business coach telling me like, no, this is what you do. So those people that don't have one have you know give them resources to that so they can go figure it out but then they can come back to you and i was like yeah but there's just something not sitting right with me like these people are going and ha- if they need help uh, and they don't want to just follow youtube or whatever and they want someone to actually teach them hands-on how to start a podcast they're really like spending way too much money and they're not going to see that return mm-hmm. so there was a part of me that was like okay i got to make this decision should i do like an intro to what I'm teaching and actually help people for next to nothing, actually start a podcast and at least how I did it, which is fairly cheap. Um, I mean, you just pay for basically the, the, um, platform that you use or the hosting uh, platform. And so I agree with you that I, I believe that most people should do that. If you have people coming in and, um, they're not a good fit for you. You should absolutely either give them, you know, free resources or refer them to someone who can help them. In my case, it was a little different just because they were coming, saying, you know, coming to me saying, like, yeah, well, this other person teaches us how to do this, but it's way more than I can afford, or I can't afford it, but it's, I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to get that return on your on yeah, your investment. And so,
1: and there's, there's nothing wrong with adding on extra things, um, into the service that that adds value. Um, I think there's, you know, for sure do that. I like, I, in this instance, I'd, I'd use the example, like it'd be like, if, if you came across someone that speaking is not their strength at all. Like if, if you'd have to like, kind of, unless you want to add into your service that you're helping them to become a better communicator so that they can actually get like the podcast could do something as well as like they're going to come off a lot better from the conversation side as well. Like that to me would be like a not a fit unless you add right. that part of the service. Not nothing wrong with adding in extra stuff to our services to. Um, I actually think it's a great idea. Like if you get on. call with someone you notice they need someone actually you either just give it for free or add it as a bonus into the service even if you haven't created it yet but can right uh, would create it very quickly um but yeah (laughs) ten thousand dollars for a podcast man i i literally gave away like 12 i put up a post in my group last week it was like 12 things literally the whole roadmap for how i started my podcast because i was like this just isn't that hard. Like, if you're considering doing right. it, he, like, here it is, there's definitely some nuances and other things that we could work on, but not stuff that is like thousands of dollars worth. Like, particularly if you're looking to set it up like this, like, it online, both people can be from home, you can get pretty good audio from, like, you know, you know I've got just a headset on like you've got airpods like it's not ridiculous stuff I have, uh, that we're using to make this work you know I like
0: got this microphone here it actually came uh two in a set they had the the arms and everything it was a hundred bucks
1: i hundred i mean e- e- exactly yeah. and that's and that's just and, and you've already bought the gear like that's not to learn you know, <laughs> right podcasting and, and i think that's like um there's a lot of, now I could understand that if maybe they were like targeting people that were like really far along and they're like setting up the podcast studio with them and there's like super complex stuff getting set up. Um, again, I think it's like, you know, creating a service and then trying to target people that are not a fit. Yeah. Way too early on for like what that service should be if they're charging that amount. Um, so it's, (laughs) yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you have added that in, man, because I think that there are a lot of people overcharging for that. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it's just like an add on, like, you know, I'm not, not going to, you know, try and upsell you or, or charge for it. Like it's literally like you were saying 12 steps. It's not that do this, do this, do this. Okay. Now that you have it up and running, okay. Now I can show you what else i'm doing but yeah so for people you know what whatever it's their business and if they can get by and they they feel um okay doing it then so be it
1: <laughs> yeah 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 Power to if it works it works <laughs> yeah
0: all right so uh we are getting to the end here i'm gonna wrap up but uh i just want you to let the audience know like how they can get in contact with you if they have any needs for for well, obviously everything they talked about, but especially bringing in um, co- uh, clients through through the content, you know, helping with the the marketing side. How can people get a, a hold of you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook under Job Neal. Exactly how it's spelled on the screen: it's so Um, You can find me on Instagram at Job Neal underscore. Um, or we've also got the Facebook group, which is the content marketing for high ticket coaches and course creators. So you can find me anywhere there. I'm active in messages. So if anyone, I'm also just happy to answer questions, you know, like if someone has a question, they want, you know, a quick bit of help. Um, I'm pretty, pretty happy to help people just over messages. So yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, feel free.
0: Awesome. And i also put all those links in the the description of this episode as well, make it really easy for people. So they can just click on it, go right to you. So
1: thanks, man. I appreciate
0: it. All right. Well, thank you for, for coming on and, uh, had fun.
1: Me too. Thanks very much, Mike. I appreciate everything you're doing, man.
0: Awesome.